another day where I've learned something new. Okay. So I like to say it's always good to learn something new every day. Okay. It's one new thing a day. Okay. Today I learned that the Pentagon was supposed to be an octagon, but contractor kept cutting corners. Hmm. Is that about the United States Pentagon? Maybe. Where the heck's the budget going? <laughs> I, that's just political comedy, I guess. <laughs> that's political satire. <laughs> Attention. Bad jokes, dad jokes, and puns that just don't work. The doctor will see you now. Hey, what's going on, everybody? It's Evan DM's Joke Doctor, a podcast brought to you by me, Evan DM, and my co-host, Sarah. Hello. Who finds jokes somewhere on the internet, reads the setup. I try to guess the punchline. You're allowed to guess the punchline at home. If you got it before I did, feel free to send an email. We're changing to the rules. You're no longer allowed to guess the punchline at home. You have to know the punchline. If you don't know it, don't say it. <laughs> Keep your mouth shut. All right? I can guess. But you just have to, you have to think about it in your mind. <laughs> If you get it wrong, if you guess it out loud and you get it wrong, you have to tell us legally. <laughs> edjdpodcast at gmail.com. Send us an email about whatever you want. So once we have figured out what the joke is, we talk about it, see how it works, why it works, why it doesn't work. Uh, and then we see if there's a better way to improve it. If it's just like rewording something or using a different setup um, or keeping the setup, but altering the punchline. Or I think I think a lot of the times, my favorite ones are jokes that are written out as questions, but they actually probably would work better as a single panel comic. I think there's a there aren't enough single panel comics. There are a lot of like web comics that are like a bunch of st- their stories or whatever. It's a bunch of stuff happening, like setup jokes. You don't need all that. A single panel comic, that's all you really need. Like the This Is Fine House Fire Dog? Yeah. There's a whole bunch of other stuff that goes with that. Mm-hmm. But like the popular one is just the one panel where he's just sitting there and his kitchen's on fire and it's This Is Fine. It's it's so expressive. Yeah. Right? I used to like Cyanide and Happiness a lot. And they normally do like three panel stuff, but sometimes it's shorter. And and those are those are good, but it's also like it's a lot more hit and miss. The one that I always found like no matter what it, was about there was a higher hit rate of it just being cool was toothpaste for dinner which is uh is a guy named drew and he is his bit is the meet me here in 25 minutes if you want to get your ass kicked like that's his bit from twitter like i think the first the one that like stuck with me was like him next to a traffic cone and he's like meet me at vlc media player in 25 minutes if you want to get your ass kicked (laughs) it's such a good bit um and I always confuse him with the oatmeal, which is, I think is like Matthew Inman or something like that. The oatmeal is also interesting, but it's it's longer form. It's more like short story stuff like that. Toothpaste for Dinner has a lot of like super funny single panel stuff. Like there's one, it's just a guy sitting at a computer. And I believe it's like, there's like a funnel coming for, out of his laptop. And it's just like the dumbest idiots ever saying loads of shit and then going through the funnel and then there's a little label that says, and you have to look at it. And that's like what the internet is. <laughs> I'm not explaining it super well, but um, that one's really good. And my favorite one, this was my iPhone background, my lock screen for a while, which was just a guy standing there. And they're like really poorly drawn stick figure kind of dudes. And it's just with a bowl and it says oatmeal. It's what you get, which I just think is super funny. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like a, it's, it's what you get. 
Like, <laughs> no one's out here, like, asking for oatmeal. You just get given it. Um, I like oatmeal. I, I personally like oatmeal, but I, I'm under, I understand the sort of <laughs> deprecative nature of that. Anyway, do we have emails? <laughs> yeah. Cool. We have one email. Sick. Oh, we have email. We have email. I should cut the jingle early if we only have one email. Uh, it's from Chris. Oh. It says, Sarah, how could you? In the latest episode, Sarah, who I thought was my friend, said that all cheerleaders are sluts. Did I say that? I'm pretty sure I said that my mom said, said cheerleaders are sluts. You said that your mom sluts, said that, yeah. Chris but, is not listening that closely. But anyway, Chris goes on to say, and in the episode before that, we established that my mom was a cheerleader. Sarah, I want an apology with tears for what you said about my mom. Chris, I ain't say shit about your mom. Sure, she's a lovely person. Later, Chris says, do not read this next part on mic. <laughs> <laughs> Should should that just be one long clown honk? Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'll just dr- drag that out. Hopefully long enough that it gets really distorted. Let's crack on. First joke. Hit me. I know for a fact if I say hit me, you're going to hit me. Folks who listened last week will know that we talked a little bit about idioms and <laughs> interpreting them literally. I know that I can't say hit me. Let's hit the road. You know. I know you're going to hit that road. I have done that before. Not with you, but with someone, with my mom, for sure. Yeah, of course. Of course you have. What's the first joke? Why did the son skip college? Why did the son skip college? It was all night classes? Mm -mm. Already had a bunch of degrees? Yeah, because it already has a million degrees. A million is a good choice. I don't actually know how hot the sun is, but it's like, isn't it like 9,000 Celsius or something like that? It says- It's like not- 5,772K. Okay. That's that's uh, Kelvin, Kelvin, which is the same unit as Celsius, just starting in a different place. Um, it's so, 10,000 degrees Fahrenheit. Oh, that's what it is. Got it. Yeah. But if you say a million, most people do not know how hot the sun is. And it doesn't really matter because the point is a million is- that's the surface temperature is 10,000 degrees Fahrenheit. Oh, the core temperature. But the core temperature is 27 million degrees Fahrenheit. Which is way more. According to NASA. Oh, thanks, NASA, yeah, for checking. If those guys know anything about that. Who knows? I wonder what kind of thermometer they used. <laughs> Do you do a rectal one? <laughs> That's how yeah. they got to the core. So that works, right? So the, the choice there is to use an is to use hyperbole, right? Because if someone went, like, you could have four degrees as a human person and someone would be like, you got like a million degrees, right? That's why that joke works, is because the actual statistic and what you could reasonably exaggerate to are close enough that you can get away with the wordplay not sounding forced, right? Which is why if the joke was like, it's already got a lot of degrees, is like, that doesn't work because when, when have you ever said about the temperature that it's a, boy, it's a lot it's of a lot them of de- outside. It's, it's a, a lot, lot of degrees, degrees outside. outside. <laughs> Actually, you know what I, we need a new jingle for, which is, I'm going to put you on to something. I'm put you on to Because we something. haven't done that in a while. It is a lot of degrees outside. I'm going to say that all summer now. Yeah, we're putting you on to... And then when it's winter, it is like no degrees outside right now. 
there are none out there. <laughs> there are barely any degrees outside. That feels like if you translated from another language, yeah. right? It's like how French in French you don't say I am hungry, you say I, I you say I have hunger, mm-hmm. right? So it's like, and I, I actually think that there, it's like more similar. Like in French, when you're talking about the weather, it's like il faisait chaud or something like that. Like it may it does hot out something it's it's doing hot outside it's i think doing it's hot like, outside it's doing hot outside i think it's something like that i'm not entirely sure about it's the giving hot i was <laughs> outside is giving hot right now oh my god outside is giving wet it's serving moisture <laughs> <laughs> it's serving humid right now um yeah so i'll come up with a jingle and people will have heard it since then let's do the next joke where do you learn to make banana splits? Banana at at a at a at a banana gymnastics gym. Is it something like that? No. Is it splits like No. Oh. Uh, where do you learn to make banana splits? Mm-hmm. Banana divorce court. No. <laughs> <laughs> um uh on the jungle gym, the monkey bars. Um how do you make banana splits? I'm thinking if it's not like a gymnastic splits thing, then what else is it? Like, what about it is being reinterpreted? Is it a banana, like, is it a banana monkey thing? Is it, is it a fruit? Is it the, is the word fruit involved? Is it like a fruit flip? No. <laughs> no, that's gymnastics again. Can you give me a hint? Ice cream. Oh, okay. Oh, right. A banana split is an ice cream. So where do you learn to make a banana split? Yeah. Ice cream shop? No. Okay. Um, <laughs> cream, cream, cream class? No. <laughs> Farm? Um, where do you learn to make a banana split? Is this like an ice cream school? Is it like that? Like that's what it is? Ice cream social studies? No, <laughs> no. Um, I, oh, I, I can't. I know people out home at home are probably getting it. Um, the people at home are saying the correct answer. Yeah, they better be. What is it? I. Sunday school. Sunday school. Yeah, that's it. I wa- Sunday, I don't think I was going to make the leap from ice cream to Sunday. But like it, a Sunday? But a, like, a Sunday is like a banana split. Yeah, right? a banana yeah, yeah. split is a Sunday. I just think I, I know I'm like accessing my previous thought process and I don't think I was going to get there naturally. Yeah, where do you make a banana split? Sunday school. That like literally makes a lot of sense. Like that's a very clean wordplay conceptually. Sunday school is only religious, right? Like Sunday school means church school on Sunday, right? Like Sunday school doesn't normally mean like weekend classes for a secular reason, right? Uh, I don't think so. So I feel like in this order... This is Sunday, like the ice cream. Yeah, I know. Sunday school. But That's then, where you would learn to make banana splits. It is. But like if it was like, for example, if the dish, the ice cream dish with hot fudge and whipped cream and cherry or whatever was called a Tuesday... Right. And if this joke was, where do you learn to make a banana split? Tuesday class. Right. That's nothing. Tuesday school. Because Tuesday school isn't referenced. What store (laughs) teaches you how how to make those? Yeah. Tuesday mornings. What? There's a store called Tuesday morning. Oh, never heard of it. (laughs) There's Ruby Tuesdays as well. Um, But, right. So my point is that, like, if Tuesday, like, Tuesday class... It is nothing, right? Because it's not 
culturally it's nothing sunday school is a is a cultural thing so people know it right so that joke works but in order to make it like a perfectly operational joke all the way through like every element is it is in it you would have to bring in a religious element so that sunday school makes sense as where did jesus learn how to make banana splits sunday school exactly next joke that's exactly what i'm talking about what did the horse say when it collapsed? I'm too tired. <laughs> no, it's a bicycle. Sorry. <laughs> what did the horse say when it collapsed? Yeah. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> um, stop riding my ass. Um, um, there's a, sorry, there's a Tim Fine joke that does that bit, which is why I like said it like that. He's like, um, there's a, it, it, it's, it's like a trio of jokes, right? He's like the, there's a horse that lives next door to me. He's my neighbor. And <laughs> I invited him over, over for some wine and we had Chardonnay. And then we went to the movie theater. No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> right. Like it's, it's setting up that like, oh, it's so good. That's such smart joke writing. I love it. Because the point is that people don't laugh at the third one because they're like trying to think about it. And then when he acknowledges it, no, that's what it was supposed to be. That's when it hits. It's brilliant. Um, but when a horse falls over, uh, is this like, oh, nay, and it falls? Right? Is no. it, um, what does a person riding a horse need to protect them from a bouncy road? Jockey strap. Uh that's just a little one on the side or on top, actually. Um, <laughs> what? Oh, I don't know. I don't know this one. I can't. I don't, I'm not thinking. Help. I've fallen and I can't giddy up. Giddy up. Okay. Yeah. I don't like that. I don't like that because giddy up doesn't really. It kind of sounds like get up, but there's a whole there's a whole extra syllable in the middle. So like as far as it's not clean wordplay. So it kind of just has to be used contextually, right? Because it's not going to fly on its own as like strong enough, in my opinion. So this is a situation where like it being a visual joke or something like that would make sense. Um, I don't know. I, th I That doesn't spark joy for me, but I, I don't think it's terrible. I, I, feel like, I feel like I prefer the stuff that's like, if you aren't going to giddy up, then giddy out of my way because that feels like folksy, mm -hmm. right? Like it is taking the pre, it, it's implying that the actual phrase is, if you ain't gonna get up, get out of my way, right? But because giddy up is a thing, you can take that form and put it somewhere else. It's the same principle as like, for sure, being for shizzle, right? You can just pull that, alternate word variation and put it elsewhere in the sentence because you've established it. Um, so that's why that works. Uh, whereas it doesn't just being on its own. Mm -hmm. So that's my opinion. Do you have comedy news, right? I do have comedy news. John Mulaney has a new stand-up special on Netflix. Want to do a review? Mm-hmm. 
So I've been watching The Unexplained with William Shatner, uh, and there's no E, there's no first E, it's just a big X. And I, it's fascinating content, people. It's so amazing. It's like if Ripley's Believe It or Not from the early 2000s with Dean Cain was only about stuff that mostly wasn't real. Which is like, yeah, Ripley's Believe It or Not, there's a lot of fake stuff in there, but they kind of like acknowledge it. But like I watched an episode today about remote viewers. Um, and and <laughs> I wish I was a remote viewer <laughs> tried to change the channel. <laughs> Anyway, um, I didn't actually want to change the channel because I put it on specifically, but it was like people who like just go into their mind and see through someone else's eyes. And it was like this lady helped find a person who had drowned. And it's like, yeah, but if you just go to the police office and the police office, the police office where the police <laughs> hang out. Uh, <laughs> If you go to the police officer station and you're just like, I got this vision of of, of someone who, who drowned and it was in this lake. It's like, probably. <laughs> <laughs> like, most lakes have someone who died in them. And most people who are in a lake for a long time die. It's one of the reasons why you can't live there. So it's just like, it just is such a guess. It's such a bullshit guess. And I, I, and then they were like, and she found the potential suspect and motive, but she was just like, she talked about how she'd like, just like looked through news articles related to this person. And it was like, yeah, that someone swindled them out of money. It's like, it's, 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 it's dumb. It was, it's very stupid. But my favorite thing about it is the, I think maybe it's the first or second episode that talks about like, mysteriously built places and this is how i tell everyone about this show because it is a perfect example they're like talking about the pyramids and they're like the pyramids at giza have been around well it's william shatner so he's like the pyramids at giza have been one of the wonders of the world for many years but there are still questions we don't know like who built them how were they built and why <laughs> and it's like, we do know all of them, but then they're like, then they'll have like a talking head expert. And it's like some person who's like, they're in a, they're like, they look very professional and stuff. But if you read the bottom, it's like astrophysicist. <laughs> it's like, they don't know shit about the pyramids. <laughs> and then they'll be like, so they say that these were a tomb, uh, but we don't really believe that because we never found a body. It's like, but we do have the answers to all of these things. You just have to ask the people who are descendant of that and the people who have studied it. But they like never talk to any like native people who would have opinions on it, except for one time in the cryptids episode when they talked about the Native American cryptid, the like Thunderbirds, and they had this Native American chief with full headdress and like face paint. And I was like, <sighs> Oh my God. Literally just ask people. Like there was another one in the weird structures where it's like, there's these stone spheres all over this one place in Central America and we don't know how they got there or what they were for. And I Googled them and it was like fourth paragraph on Wikipedia is like, they're believed to be built by these people for this purpose. And it's like, <laughs> yeah, buddy, unexplained. It's really more like... William Shatner presents the re-explained or, <laughs> or William Shatner's not if I have anything to say about it. Uh, it didn't go down like that. Um, do you actually want to talk about John Mulaney's special? Take a, take a minute or two on that. John Mulaney's special. It's called Baby J. Mm. And it's kind of 
John Mulaney, it's a it, he's a new guy these days. Yeah. And that's kind of like the pinnacle like point of mm. this special is that he's he's new. Not new in town, just a new guy. He's no longer America's white man sweetheart. Right, like he's not like a little sweetheart anymore. No. He He's not baby girl. No, he's, he's baby J. He's baby J. And so yeah, a lot of the special is him talking about uh, the last couple of years and his drug addiction and going to rehab and intervention and all of that. I like when a callback is done well. Mm-hmm. And so at like the very beginning, not at the very beginning, but towards the beginning of the special, John Mulaney is talking about doing cocaine off of those like baby changing tables in a bathroom. And he's like, that's what those are for. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, when you do cocaine Every, like you look at the world as surfaces mm. um, to do drugs off of, right? Uh, but then at the end of the special, he's talking about, you know, he's not on drugs anymore. He's like been to rehab and everything. And he's walking around a museum with his, his child. He has a child now. And baby ends up needing his diaper changed. And so he asks where a changing table is and goes to one of the, the little koala baby changing tables. Mm-hmm. And he's like... This is not what I normally use this for. And <laughs> and yeah, it is like it's he does it much better than how I'm explaining it. Right. Uh, because but that's I'm sure his it's thing. Good. But it is good. It's it's really telling good. Telling P it's a weird to do a podcast, honestly, where the whole bit is we're telling you about jokes. <laughs> <laughs> and like why they should be good or whatever. Yeah. Um, but, but also yeah. towards the beginning, Sean like notices that there's a child in the audience. Mm-hmm. And so he like calls out the kid and was like, do you know who I am? And the kid's like, yeah. He's like, have you seen my stand up before? And the kid's like, yeah, I have. He's like, this is different. (laughs) (laughs) That's good. He's like, I'm very anxious or like I'm very nervous now. (laughs) There's a child um, about to watch this. And you said, I think you told me about one of the ones about like how like he had an intervention from like 12 people. Yeah. You had a joke about that. Yeah, he had... Um, there were 12 people at his intervention. Oh, They're spoilers like, for John Mulaney, baby J. But yeah, <laughs> BT dubs. Uh, spoiler alert. Yeah, there's an intervention, 12 people, and they're all like star-studded, like comedy comedians and mm-hmm. like celebrities and that sort of thing. You know, there's like Fred Armisen and Seth Meyers and people like that. Mm-hmm. Because like this intervention happened in December 2020, it's still pandemic. Six of the people at the intervention are on Zoom and the other six are actually mm-hmm. in like New yeah. York and the... It was like supposed to be a dinner and John was two hours late to the dinner because oh he was goodness. buying drugs. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but anyway, he goes like to this intervention. It's all comedians talk to each other beforehand and they agreed that they wouldn't do any bits the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> Which I think is hilarious. That's so good. But yeah, all these like very well-known famous comedians are like, we are not going to do any jokes this whole time with our comedian friend. And they're going to be very serious. And yeah, John does like an impression of like Fred Armisen just being like, yeah, yeah, John, we're really worried about you. And like, he's like, Fred wasn't doing any characters or voices or anything. Do you know how fucking weird it is to see (laughs) Fred Armisen just be himself? Just a bunch of 12 comedians, 13 comedians, kind of like The Last Supper, just like off. Yeah. They're just all serious. Yeah. Yeah. John makes like another comment that. He thought that like 12 people at the intervention was way too many. Mm -hmm. And he's like, now there are 12 people that I have to thank for saving my life. (laughs) 
every single time I see them. Mm-hmm. Um, he's like, it's fine if it's like two or three people, whatever, but 12 people. Now for the rest of my life, we're going to go out to lunch and I'm going to have to like be like, no, let me get this. You <laughs> saved my life after all for 12 people. That's so many. <laughs> That's really good. Yeah. All right. I've downloaded it. I'm going to watch it sometime soon. And then I'm never going to tell anyone. Can you uh, tell me? I'll tell you. Okay. It, I think it's really good. I really enjoyed it. I tried to talk to my sister about it. I was like, yeah, did you watch this? She's like, yeah, I did. I'm like, what do you think? She's like, really good. And that was like the end of the conversation. Mm. Well, you got your chance to talk about it here. So let's go back to the uh, the episode. Right. The podcast that we do the podcast. here. That's that was phenomenal. a bit of a long section. So maybe we'll just do two jokes and then... Z, unless we unless we speed through them, okay. we can speed through them. Okay. What happened when Humpty Dumpty was the last one to finish the race? Humpty Dumpty was the last one to finish the race. Oh my goodness! Is this does this reference like the text of the poem? Nope. It's not like all the. Nope. King, nope. Is it an egg thing? Yeah. It's an egg thing. Oh my god. The thing kids say. It's a kid thing. Cat. It's a thing kids say. Yeah. About eggs? Uh, yeah. Is it like an eggs stream? No. Put pun? Okay. Mm. It, um, it's a thing kids say. Fortnite? Um, <laughs> <laughs> is, it, is it Minecraft? Is that the answer? No. No, there's a, a kindergarten today. I was told him with his math homework, and he goes, You ever play Fortnite? I say no. It's like, you know, it's a fun game. You can play it with your brother or your sister. <laughs> cool. That's a great that, That's a fucking good Thanks, review bud. of that video game. Can you give me the answer to this one? Yeah. Uh, Humpty Dumpty, last one to finish the race. He became a rotten egg. He be- Oh, last one's a rotten egg. Mm-hmm. Oh, right. That. Th- yeah, I don't think I would have got there. But hmm, he became a rotten egg. <laughs> that's so dumb. I don't think Humpty Dumpty is canonically an egg. I think he's a guy. <laughs> he's a guy. Yeah. Like, I don't think anywhere in the poem, it's Humpty Dumpty sat in a wall. Humpty Dumpty had a great fall. All the king's horses and all the king's men couldn't put Humpty together again. Like, I, I, I think that's it. And I don't think he is an egg. I think so, it's just weird to have a children's poem where the guy just dies. And I think the way that they justify it is by making the guy an egg. Yeah. Because if the thing is like, a children's poem where it's just this guy committed suicide. Yeah, you can't you can't explain that to a kid. But if it's an egg, eggs break when you drop them. Oh, mm-hmm. so sad. Wikipedia says Humpty Dumpty is a character in English nursery rhyme, probably originally a riddle. I don't know exactly what that would mean. He is typically portrayed as an anthropomorphic egg, though he is not explicitly described as such. William Carey Richards quoted the poem in 1843, commenting, When we were five years old, the following parallel lines were propounded as a riddle. Humpty Dumpty, reader, is the Dutch, or something else, for an egg. Mm. I guess what they're saying is that Humpty Dumpty was an egg, but you'd have to know what Humpty Dumpty was already. Like, it would be a term for egg, or like something else on Wikipedia said, like a brandy bottle or something like that so if you knew what a humpty dumpty was you'd understand why they couldn't put him back together again Mm -hmm. so i guess maybe it's implied that he's an egg but who knows Mm. i think that joke's terrible i I would throw it out next what do you get from a pampered cow spoiled milk yeah yeah next no uh we'll (laughs) talk about i mean that one is like it's a perfectly good joke it's just like 
it's kind of obvious, right? Mm-hmm. Like I, I don't, I think there's only one way that it can go, right? right? And I think that it's very easy to do clean wordplay if there's only one place you can go because you have the ability to like fully set up the entire thing. However, if you want a joke really to land, a joke can't be immediately obvious what the punchline is going to be, clearly. Like, there are situations where if everyone gets to the punchline at the same time, it can be, like, really fun and satisfying because, like, you don't even have to say what the punchline is. People are, like, already saying it with you. Like, that's a really fun thing that people do in battle rap, right? Where it's, like, you set up the rhyme so clearly that... That everyone says, think about it at the same time. Think about it. Well, there actually there is a uh, easy. The block captain said something to to chess. I, I think chess maybe has a slogan or whatever. And he also like throws up on stage a lot. Like Ew. he gets like weird nervous acid reflux, and then he just has to. He'll like start his first round and start burping a bunch and have to go into the corner and like throw up, and then he's good. It's such a funny thing. It's such a funny thing to keep happening because um, it's like warm up backstage like get to that point where you don't need to do that on stage but he has something he says something about like once you're at that point like don't mess with me like think about it or so- something like that and easy the block captain sets up this whole rhyme scheme where he's talking about how he's like gonna get chess right and he's like don't tell me to think about it because if I'm at that point, I already thought about it. And like (laughs) he's taking so long getting there that Chess says it with him, but in a way where he's like, he like thinks it's really good Mm -hmm. because he walked like the rhyme scheme sets it up. So you're thinking in that rhyme. So already thought about it is like, it's easy to fill that in because of the rhyme pattern Mm -hmm. and you take enough time to give people an opportunity to figure out what the rest of your sentence is going to be. But when you have enough trust that the thing you're saying is good enough, people are going to fill it in, but in a good way. Mm -hmm. Right. And that's, uh, that's like a really good strategy. I use that in the song that I wrote the other day with, without rhyming where I was like, I wanted the phrase at the last four of the chorus to be like, don't stay together for the kids. Mm-hmm. So I set it up with an A, B, C, B rhyme scheme where it's like, you don't have to feel the same way you did. And then it implies that the rhyme is going to be don't stay together for the kids, but I only say don't stay together for, and then I just let that linger. And then people know what I'm going to say because mm-hmm. I've set up the rhyme scheme and it's I've led people to it. So that's just a little bit of uh, songwriting tip for people if you're trying to like and for jokes obviously you can you can lead people to it as long as you set it up well enough that they're going to like enjoy arriving you know at the same time Mm -hmm. i'm trying to not make it like a finish at the same time thing but sometimes it's unavoidable anyway what were we talking about humpty dumpty no finishing (laughs) at the same time what (laughs) we were talking about that um Oh, it was the it was the spoiled milk pampered horse. Mm-hmm. Yeah, whatever. Mm-hmm. Pampered horse, cow. You don't get milk from a horse. Pampered. Not that kind, anyway. Horse milk. Horse milk. Horse. Milk. That's when you have to soak the horses in water overnight and grind them up. Ew. <laughs> Ew. Ew. Yeah. Ew. It's like oat milk. Um, gross. This is gross. Last joke. I'm saying gross things. Got another joke. Yeah. What did the pizza say to the topping? Pizza. Hmm? 
Sorry? <laughs> you think the pizza said pizza? Pizza. Like I think that? it's a Pokemon. <laughs> pizza, pizza. Oh, wait. That's that the Little like Caesars guy. That sounds like voice. Emma really wants pizza. <laughs> Emma likes a sausage pizza. Yeah. Emma, Emma. <laughs> Emma ordered pizza the other day, but didn't have money to pay for it. So what'd you do? Emma, Emma took the pizza. And did you hear about the... I can't do the voice for that long, that consistently. Emma wants to know, did you hear about the pizza boy who got dragged into my basement, kicking and screaming? No, I didn't Good. hear about that. Good. <laughs> do I need to be concerned? No. Emma loves pizza. Um, <laughs> what did the pizza say to the toppings? Uh, to the topping? To the topping. Cheese to meet you. No. Pepper on me. No. <laughs> Looking saucy. No. Um, banana pepper. <laughs> <laughs> Folks, that's how you do that joke. That's an example of how to set up a, f- a phrasing and then not do a joke and get a laugh just based off of the established phrasing. Like the Chardonnay. What's the answer? I, I'm, I've, I'm doing... I'm doing I'm doing important stuff here, but I want the answer to this one. Pizza, say to the topping. Yeah. I never sausage a pretty face. I never sausage a pretty face? Mm -hmm. I do. What's the Ziggy (laughs) joke? It is saw hyphen sage. Saw sage? Yeah. I never sausage. I'm, I never sausage a pretty face. I don't. It, that it, that <laughs> wordplay doesn't work. No. It doesn't work. Sausage. 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 I like sausage. the attempt. Like, I think the attempt is good. I really think it is tough to make that work. I don't think that's like the pizza should be saying to the toppings. Like, that's like pizza boy pickup line or something like that. You know? Mm-hmm. What does a pizza boy say delivering the pizza? Yeah. I got a 12-inch just for you. A 12-inch pizza? <laughs> it's personal. Wow. I hope they're paying. <laughs> and I hope they're paying. <laughs> okay. Ziggy time. Give us some Ziggy. Ziggy jokes. Where do chocolate and peanuts meet up? Where do chocolate and peanuts meet up? <laughs> At the bar? At the candy bar. At the candy bar. The candy bar. Because it's it's like a chocolate bar. That's a really good joke. Yeah. Yeah. Good because job, Ziggy. Here's why that works, right? So you look at line one. Does this literally make sense? Where would chocolate and peanuts meet up? In a candy bar. Because a candy bar would have chocolate and peanuts. So if this weren't a joke, you could just say chocolate and peanut. If you were doing an ad copy, you could say, chocolate and peanuts meet up in this candy bar, right? It doesn't have to be a joke for that to make sense. The other thing is, where do chocolate and peanuts meet up at the candy bar? Like, yeah, if this is a world in which chocolate and peanuts are like... Chocolate and peanuts meet up at the candy bar, and when they're feeling saucy, they invite caramel. Continue. (laughs) Lots of Snickers around here, huh? (laughs) They're like, uh, have you known this person long? And they're like, no, there's a, they're a new get. <laughs> um, 
Yeah. So the other thing is that like chocolate and peanut would meet up at a candy bar in a world where candy is like people or whatever, mm-hmm. right? So that joke the works. M&M's world. In the, in the M&M's world. Mm-hmm. It's our, it's M&M's world and we're just living <laughs> yeah. in it. Um, Guess that's why they call a window pane. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> you gonna stand there and podcast. <laughs> But that's all right, because we've reached the end at last. <laughs> Go on to patreon.com slash joke doctor. I don't remember what the melody is after that. <laughs> Go to patreon.com slash joke doctor and subscribe if you want to hear us do stuff that's like it's we're talking to each other, but it's different than this podcast. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, send your emails to edjdpodcast at gmail.com. Questions and comments or reviews of stuff did you watch the john mulaney thing did you hear us talking about it and you're like you spoiled some of my favorite jokes well how did you know they were your favorite jokes you must have seen it already okay they're not spoiled they're not spoiled they're pampered i think the best joke was candy bar worst joke was god i think the the egg one humpty dumpty humpty dumpty was not particularly good in my opinion he didn't crack you up it it didn't crack me up i hate when people say they say they try to make joke sound. They try to make yoke sound like sound joke. Like joke. Joke. I don't like that. Joke. I think that works maybe if you are like. Hey, do you want to hear a joke? A joke. Yeah. See, I'm I'm a, absolutely a pretentious dork, and if a word has an L in it, Chris hates this. By the way, Chris hates when you say the L in a word that has L K in it, like milk or milk. Uh, milk. Uh, how do you? How else would you say it? Mick. Milk. Milk. Like when you emphasize it, milk. right? Or like maybe maybe milk is not milk. right, but like folk. 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 What's that word you say? The word I say? Both. Both. And you put an L Both. in there. Yeah, I do. Yeah. <laughs> That's a fun one. I I don't know if other people do that, but it's I like it. Yeah, I've heard Both. other people do it before. It's not very common. Yeah. Um, it's goofy that you That's, do it. It's my Connecticutian accent. Both. Both. It's it's one of those things, you know, when you really think about how words are constructed in the mouth, it's like, fun fact, did you know this, that the difference between a consonant and a vowel is a consonant is when air leaves your mouth and there's your, there's a blockage, mm-hmm. right? And a vowel is you're like, your teeth aren't touching each other, your lips aren't touching each other, your tongue isn't touching the roof of your mouth. That's the difference, right? When you start looking at like how small those changes are, it's like... Yeah, of course, both sounds like both. Like, because that O sound just sounds like that. Mm -hmm. Like polk, you know, or folk, right? It's all the same thing. Um, And also really interesting. A lot of people, is R R. a vowel? R. Think about it. I'll leave you with that. Just some little linguistics on the back end. Um, And as we always say at the end of the podcast. Wait, I was still thinking about mouth sounds and words. Oh, fun. Um, Because, yeah, that's like a big thing with like languages is that i studied arabic obviously um but there are like letters in arabic that we don't have in english because we don't make those mouth sounds mm-hmm. and so there's like a lot of like a, a guttural yeah so letters that come from like in your throat yeah and it's interesting yeah like the kh sound mm-hmm. in like habib mm. well yeah that like in his name yeah in his name not yeah. in the word habibi or yeah whatever, habibi but. habibti 
but that's still that is still coming right. from like the back of yeah. like of your mouth i guess it's not like yeah like rh is more forward i think it's also why i sound i sound french i sound french when i speak portuguese <laughs> because my r's i've practiced my french r's mm-hmm. to be very back there and it's r's are so hard for me the hardest thing in language i think for doing accents and stuff so like if like if i try to say like amour in french and like amour amour in Portuguese, it's like it only sounds like it's French, which is tough because I Can learned. You roll your R's. Yes, which I learned taking Latin. Mm. Yeah, uh, where I learned the word like I. Here's a fun tip: if you do this is this feels like bonus episode stuff. This is just back end. You can end the podcast now if you don't if you want. Um, uh, you can stop listening. But we, <laughs> I was like, I don't want to have to say en foro, like in the forum or whatever, like or service like for slave right so i was like i have to figure out how to not sound like an american saying this and i i'm sure i looked up some resource but i realized that like i could do that by like replacing the r sound with a d sound Mm -hmm. so like photo Mm -hmm. with photo and then just like if you repeat that little sound it just starts rolling your r so like in forro and uh in forro you know, yeah. it's fun. Except now I like roll my R's in like Portuguese and shit like that, which I don't really <laughs> think they do all that often. Um, servus. But the thing that's made it hard, something that that made that hard is because I'm doing a different, there are different ways to roll R's. And the one that I do makes it really hard for me to say words in Spanish that have D and R next to each other. So like padre. 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 Which is just like, because it's a learned thing, it's like mm. not natural for me to say that. So that one's always, madre, madre. Because like, it, for, it just, it's all the D sound to me. So, <laughs> uh, and tu madre gets all the D sound from me. And as we always say, <laughs> if it ain't joke. Don't fix it. Bye, everyone. <laughs> Sorry, everyone's mom. <laughs> I didn't mean it. It was a joke. Or is it? <gasps> if it ain't yolk, don't crack it. <laughs> <laughs> That's why it's called cracking jokes. <laughs> See? <laughs> don't don't laugh for real. They're not it's not good. Okay, okay. if it ain't joke. Don't fix it. Bye. Bye.